Hey there, podcast listeners. It's a musical extravaganza. That's right. We have theme music. Welcome to Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast, the podcast where two youth group leaders try to figure out how to do youth group better. My name is Chris Morphew. I'm an author, youth group leader, and school chaplain here in Sydney, Australia. And as always, joining me from Melbourne is author, speaker, youth leader, and music finder, Tom French. How you going, Hello, Tom? everyone. I'm going well. How are you? Well, I'm well. I'm still distracted by the music. Do you fade that out, or do we have to wait it out? It, I mean, I think I can fade it out, but I put oh, look, it's it done fade a... in there. It's... It did it itself. Wow. Professional yeah. as always. And also, um, Tom, you'll be pleased to know that today is a very special birthday edition of the podcast. It's oh, our, what, what birthday is it's it? It's our fifth episode. It's our fifth oh. podcast birthday. So, happy birthday. And well, I look forward to you celebrating with you all podcast long. Yeah. So to celebrate, I think we, we've organized uh, a book launch. That's right. right? Um, this is a very special sponsored episode of the podcast. We've got theme music and sponsors debuting in the same week. Um, and this week's podcast is sponsored by me. Um, I'm not going to pay you any money, but I will, if you want to, send you a copy of my new book. It's called How Can I Feel Closer to God? And it comes out this week, Tom. And it's about how you can feel closer to God. And my publisher said that I should platform it on all my media platforms. And if this isn't one of them, I don't know what is. <laughs> say, say I was a, a youth leader. Yeah. Uh, well, how would this book be helpful for me? Um, well, it's not aimed at you specifically, Tom, but it might be helpful for your youth. Um, but it might be helpful for you too. Basically, um, this book is aimed at the question, how do you move from having head knowledge about God to actually like having some kind of a relationship with God, given the difficulties of having a relationship with someone that you can't usually see or audibly hear or, you know, a lot of the ways that we regularly relate to the regular human beings right in front of us. Um, like how, how do you know that you're not getting catfished by God? Right. Um, that is not on the back of the book, but it should be. <laughs> um, yep. So it, it also, I'm flipping through the contents does not have a chapter about catfishing either, but maybe that can be a whole book of its own. Um, but it does talk about like prayer and Bible reading and community and those things that like, if you are, a regular youth group goer, you've probably been told that you should do, but you may, you may, if you are anything like me, have experienced those things to sometimes feel a bit hard or boring or like kind of pointless. But they're not, though, Tom, are they? They are. They are not. And no. so, um, if you are a youth group leader, which if you're listening to this podcast and you're not, I am curious as to what you're getting out of it. Um, but yeah, I hope that it's a helpful resource. It's part of a series called The Big Questions, which is like big questions that youth ask about God. Um, and I am very grateful to The Good Book Company for, well, not sponsoring this podcast. They're not giving us any money either. But they are publishing my book, and that's kind of them. Anyway, um, I feel like... Thanks. Thanks, Good Bookers. I think if I had a... Um, a sponsor read to read that would have gone a lot smoother and i'm beginning to understand why <laughs> the professional podcasts do it that way um all right we are four minutes into our short podcast tom so let's get into some actual content how was mm. youth group last week oh 
It was a big week. Photo scavenger hunt. Photo scavenger hunt. We, oh, it was complex getting organized because I don't know if I said this. We were organizing. I did say this last week. We were organizing to have a parents' night where the parents got some kind of you know input into how to parent teenagers at the same time as the teenagers were heading out in cars to drive around Melbourne and take photos of things. Um, did you find which, a speaker for the parents' part, or did you just kind of say, look, talk amongst yourselves, share what yeah. you know? No, we found someone, uh, a woman who I know from church, who is a deputy head at a local high school, a deputy head headmaster or deputy prince. I got, her, I got her title wrong every time I referred to her, but... You know, she she knows how to work with teenagers. She knows high school. So we great. did a thing on how to help your kids navigate through high school. And there's a lot of great stuff there. The parents kind of chatted amongst themselves well. But the issue was that usually when I need extra drivers for an event like a photo scavenger hunt, I go, hey, parents. But then I didn't want to do that because then I'd be like, hey, parents, don't go to this thing we organize for you. Please drive the kids around. So then I had to find other drivers. Logistically, it was difficult. But we got there in the end, and um, I didn't do a whole lot uh, during the night in terms of actually hanging out with youth or parents, because I was making sure that the scavenger hunt ran and the parents' night ran, and all the youth were looked after. So it was mainly a Tom Tom runs around and makes things happen night, rather than a Tom hangs out with youth night. Is that the best or the worst kind of youth night? Because in my mind, that feels like the worst kind. For me personally, perhaps not for the youth. Yeah, yeah. It's not um, like my favorite way to do a photo scavenger hunt is to be to organize it and then hop in the car and drive the youth around because that's lots of fun. My second favorite way is to be the person who stays at home and gets all the photos sent in to judge them. My third favorite way is to not participate at all, just to organize it and then, you know do what I did. Oh, well, but I did get to hang out with the parents a bit. Third still nice. gets a medal, Tom, so that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah. How do you do this? This is a bit granular, so feel mm. free, podcast listeners, to fast forward 30 seconds. But how did you do the scoring? Because I remember when you were doing the photo scavenger hunt as a kind of public activity, the mm. scoring was a nightmare. So you like you had someone behind the scenes who was collating and scoring. And- yeah, we have a, have a man in the chair. Uh, who could also be a woman. It's previously been a woman, but it was a man this time. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, and he uh, has a spreadsheet, which was made by my wife when she was the woman in the chair. Great. And uh, it, it's really good. It's got, you got all the, um, all the categories, it's got the scores, and then you just tick a click, tick box when they complete it, and then it adds up the scores at the bottom. Amazing. And you can easily figure out who's winning. Um yeah, because my wife is an Excel genius. Great. Can and, you send me uh, that as well? Yeah, yeah. I'll send you. Amazing. I'll send you all the things. And um, actually, it's a it's a Google sheet, not an Excel. Ah, well, I can offended, you share it with me, please. I offended Tom? a Microsoft employee <coughs> by referring it to as an Excel sheet when it wasn't. And yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I guess my reflection on the night was one: I really like hanging out with people when I do ministry but sometimes it's important to do the logistics Mm -hmm. which you know that's the thing that the further up the food chain you go the more you're doing that kind of stuff what a hassle Um, yeah and I I mean I'm very high on the food chain Mm -hmm. in youth group Um, 
But the the other thing that struck me was like the night just worked and great. Um, and all the leaders did did a great job of just getting stuff done. The people who volunteered did a great job. The the um the woman who stepped in at the last minute to run run the thing did a good job and everything just kind of came together, which is really nice. What's that line? Isn't it great when a plan comes together or something? I don't know. I don't know, but that is great. <laughs> and um. And this is not really a, a, you know, that good a reflection, except that it's just sometimes I, it's really nice to be able to look at my the stuff I do and go, oh, I know how to do that, and mm. and and I I did it. It came off like maybe next week will be a disaster, and I'll come away going, why am I in this job? But um, this week it was nice just to be able to come away and go, oh yeah, I know what I'm doing. There's yeah. something for having done this for a long time that. I can get it done and and not get super stressed by it, even though it's logistically complex. And yeah, yeah I guess the encouragement if you're in youth ministry is keep going and you get yeah. better at it. Yeah. I also think it's good. Like if you are walking away from every week at youth group being like, yep, nailed it again, then that's probably more reflective of stuff in your own heart than the quality <laughs> of your youth group. But I think to get those kind of occasional moments of like, huh, look at that. I think that is really fantastic. And it it helps that you have those moments when you also have the other moments um, where you're pulling your hair out and wondering what it's all for. So yeah. 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 Brilliant. We, we, there were some places for, you know, improvement. Like uh, I found out that two of our listeners are youth leaders from a, you a group who joined us for the night so we had a whole church join our combined church youth group and i i mainly ignored them in some of the uh you know the material that i put out so i uh su- suggested that i i should have done a better job of that and uh and i apologize publicly to them and uh repent of my sins forgetting them but otherwise in general it's a pretty good night how was your youth group Um, yeah, it was good. It was, so our activity was PowerPoint karaoke where I created a bunch of, um, slide presentations and got volunteers from the youth to come up and present them sight unseen. And I definitely will do it again. I will do it differently. Um, the first guy that came up and presented was like had me in like actual tears of laughter it was just it was such a strong start um and he just threw himself into it and was just the right amount of like put off by the twists and turns in my powerpoint slides um and then after that like the others were great too but we kind of peaked very early and i think a lot of that was down to the slides like i think i learned a lot about what makes a slideshow that is gonna help the person presenting it along while continually throwing them for a loop like what's gonna work for like maximum laughs and also for them feeling like they struggled but nailed it sort of thing Mm. and the first kid the first definitely not a kid anymore the youth growing up tom um (laughs) the first youth uh did an amazing job the others did a good job too but when they 
when it fell down, it was more due to my slides than to their presentation skills. And so I will sort that out for next time. But it was fun to do something really different. And it was great that I didn't have to like call on um, my leaders to do it all for them because there was a steady, like there were more people that wanted to go than got to go. So mm. worth doing That's again. That's what you want. Um, and then the talk was about um, how Jesus brings real joy. And it was done by someone who wasn't me. And um, it was a reminder to me of like, you can't cover everything in a talk and that's okay. Um, and the reason that was my reflection was that I sat there listening to the talk and was like, huh, that's a different focus to the one that I would have had if I was giving this talk. But that's what happens when you have different people's voices, you know, like, and the, the job of my leaders isn't to do what I would have done. It's under God to do what they think is, you know, best mm. to do. And so it was a good talk. It just was like, huh, that's, um, so like the, to put some specifics on it, it was emphasizing the joy that awaits us in the future as followers of Jesus. Whereas I think I would have lent more into emphasizing the joy of living as a follower of Jesus today. And I think actually those are both like important things to emphasize, but again, like mm. you kind of can't do it all at once. And so it was interesting then getting into small groups and taking what um, had been said about like the future joy awaiting us and then kind of breaking it down and thinking about, okay, well, what implications does that have for the here and now? Um, and it just got me thinking again about like how the talk and the small groups can fit together and complement each other and all of that, which actually my main reflection is a question for you, Tom. Mm. And um, my question is, let's say, cause like there is, there are, um, I'm aware that we have multiple listeners out there now, Tom. And yeah. so we now, I can safely say that um, we have listeners from a spectrum of youth groups. And some of those youth groups <laughs> have more of a culture of when it's time for small groups, you sit down and you do a Bible study and mm. you like go through the questions. And it's basically like what you would do in a structured Bible study um, in an adult's context. And then you have youth groups where and I think mine is more down this end of the spectrum where the culture is less of that, where there's a greater proportion of kids who like, that's just not a thing that they've experienced before. And so their natural inclination when they get together in a group of their friends is to have a chat. Um, and so I guess my question is, is, and by a chat, I mean like talk about the talk, talk about the passage but it's like pretty loose and pretty, um, you know, subject to the ebbs and flows of their interests in regard to what was talked about. Do you have a view on which one of those is better? And if it's better to be structured, how do you get there? <laughs> yeah, I, well, probably like the first, on the first, second part, like you said that, um, like your kids haven't experienced that kind of small group more structured small group but 
the reason why they haven't experienced it is because that's not what you do. Like the place where you experience that is going to be at youth group. So mm. we're probably a little bit more structured in my youth group and, and the early, the time that you come to youth group in the first kind of year or two is, is just like, well, like we're just kind of helping kids experience this, the small group kind of Bible study structure. But I think my, my feeling is that you just kind of do what works. And so some, some groups that, particularly older groups are going to work really well with just having a chat and you can, and my, my dream small group would be where you can sit down and you say, Hey, what did you think of the talk? Or, you know, what questions did you have out of that passage? And then you just go for it. And then you have a mm. great chat and you can have particular points that you're aiming to hit along the way. And the, you can have a kind of thought idea in your head about where you want to go. But other groups, that's just not going to work for. Like they need the structure mm. because I mean, partly because the kids are just going to get super distracted. They'll be like all over the shop and they need, they need to come back. All right. All right. Well, here's one question I want to ask about this. Let's read this passage and ask this question or um, let's, let's think about what the speaker said here and ask this thing, like how, what would change in your life or what would you do differently? Or do you think Jesus was right when he said this? All those Mm. kinds of things. Um, but it it kind of depends on your group, on their age, on what's working and what they've experienced previously. Like if they haven't experienced a structured small group setting, then, and it's still working for you, you don't need to introduce it. Your main goal is to help kids engage with God's word and for it to make a difference in their life, not Mm. to make sure they know how to attend an adult Bible study. Like once they get there, they'll figure it out. Well, right. And I guess it's just like part of that is I guess you layer on top of that. Every youth group, every every like small group leader is going to have a different level of experience and like kind of preference for how they want to run things. And so Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm working through as the like ministry coordinator is um, (laughs) like, how do I build in structures that are going to let the people who feel comfortable to run something a bit looser run that with confidence and, you know, give permission to do that if that's actually going to be what's best for the group. But then also, how do I put enough structure in place so that people who really, like their preference would be, I've got my five questions, I'm going to sit down earlier in the week and work through them and figure out how I'm going to talk about them. And then, you know, how do I build something in there for them? And then how do I kind of oversee where that's going across the whole youth group. So I something that I pitched to my leaders in our debrief was like, what if next term um, you all have a small group and I don't have a small group and then I move around and like drop in. Like if someone's away, then I take that one, but otherwise I drop in and like co-lead. Um, and then that kind of hopefully is going to be part of me uh, like not training like they need me to like show them how to do it but like it can be like a micro version of what we do every week where we sit down and go okay what worked what didn't and like mm. hopefully we can help each other learn that way so anyway a mess of thoughts but that's like I think I've talked about it on the podcast before but figuring out how to make our small groups work is um, gonna be a big focus I think for the rest of this year for me now Tom yeah, I've got some exciting news for you, and mm. that is 
It's actually exciting news for our podcast listeners because I told you before we started recording. But we do have a question. Somebody um, took us up on our invitation to email us at chrisandtomsyouthgrouppodcast at gmail.com and they've asked us a question. However, we are up to minute number 21 of our 15-minute podcast. So I have a pre-question question for you. And that is, do we do you want to hear the question this week, or do we want to have a special question and answer episode at some point where we um, answer some questions as a dedicated thing? Well, uh, given the time and uh, and the fact that I should be heading off to pick up my daughter from childcare fairly soon, <laughs> let's put the question off. But be very excited that we've got one and. Uh, Maybe we can have a question and answer session or, yeah, we can get to it next week. If we, we can have, have a discussion offline about how committed we are to the 15-minute format, but we may have to start 10 minutes earlier if we want to keep recording <laughs> the podcast and also let you do your parenting responsibilities. Yeah. Um, but Dave, we value you. We value your question and we are Thanks, looking Dave. forward to answering it um, at some point in the near future. Um, in the meantime, is that, oh, is that it? Well, don't we talk about what's happening next week? Oh, yeah, we do. Man, we this is going to be a long one. Um, yeah, I think I think I can do mine real quick. Yeah, though, go. Because I'm not going to be at my youth group this week. I'm going to Adelaide to like speak at a combined youth event for a network of churches in Adelaide. So they'll do small groups, have dinner, and I will not be there. So that will be fun. And Great. I'll, I don't know what, I guess I'll, I'll talk about what I saw in Adelaide. I look forward to a special reporter on the spot edition of the podcast next week um i can also i think be pretty quick because i've looked up our activities thing and it just says ball games which is classic me putting in a theme and thinking i'll figure that out later so i might jump on the whatsapp after this and see if any of my leaders have a ball game they want to run um but then i am doing a talk on how jesus brings real justice so i think i'm doing two back to back next like this week and next week and they're about justice and equality. And so it feels like we're definitely getting to the pointy end of this series where um, I'm going to be maybe stepping on toes or at least um, encouraging people to nuance their thinking in ways that they may not have been encouraged to nuance that thinking before. So we'll see how <laughs> that goes. Um, if I get cancelled, I don't think I'll get cancelled, but if I do... Um, the podcast will be half as long and we won't struggle anymore to fit in under our 15 minutes. Um, I'd like to thank you, Tom, uh, first of all, for continually reminding me what this podcast is and which bits we've forgotten to do. It's my um, happy to do it. And also for being part of this podcast and also for coming up with our outro music. Do we, I, we said earlier that it was going to be hard to figure out when to start doing it. So how about now? It's already started. If you'd like to find out more about Tom French, you can go to tomfrench.com.au and go read my book if you want. But the music is getting too loud, so i got to go now. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.